Explore my exclusive Shayna Blaze designer collection at Harris Scarf, the perfect update for your living, dining or bedroom space. My Shayna Blaze designer collection features pieces that mix and match effortlessly. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices, shopping store or online. Welcome to the Homestyle Podcast with Shayna Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles. With tiles for every style and budget. And Harris Scarf. Great brands, great prices. And welcome to Homestyle with Shayna Blaze for Beaumont Tiles. With tiles for every style and budget. And our new sponsors, Harris Scarf. Great brands, great prices. I'm producer Jane Neild. And it's a pleasure to welcome Shayna Blaze, interior designer, judge on the block, star of her own upcoming series, which details her tree change renovation. Oh, so many more things. Shayna, you're a busy woman. Uh, Welcome to the show. And how awesome is it that we have a new sponsor as well? I know. It's fantastic. We've got Beaumont's with the tiles, which is the hard surfaces, but then we have all the Harris Scarf decor that I might have a slight influence on, which is exciting. Just a little hand in the wonderful range at Harris Scarf. Now, speaking of Beaumont tiles, of course, we are going to be talking spring. We're going to be talking indoor, outdoor uh, surfaces, maybe ways to zhuzh up your indoor, outdoor space. Rachel Gilding is going to be joining us from Beaumont Tiles. I've had a little sneak peek on their website. There's a product that I want to uh, talk to Rachel about, Shana, which for renters, not everyone owns their own home, could be a game changer. So I'm going to surprise you with that one in a moment. Love it. Uh, Shana, of course, it has been an incredibly sad uh, week or so since the world learnt of the death of Queen Elizabeth II. I did want to ask you before we get into a great chat about spring and freshening up our lives, was the Queen special to you? I personally can't think of someone other than maybe a Princess Di or a Grace Kelly who was such an icon and, and just such a constant on a style calendar, I guess, like everyone took notice of what the Queen did and wore. I have to say I didn't really think much of the Queen a lot. It was more about the Lady Di part, but it was when I started watching The Crown and she was a bit of a boss in a great way. Like she really sort of, you know, knew when to wield her power and when to keep it down and and sort of did things subtly. I I think that part of it was incredible. And then I went back through history and saw that. But one of the things that um, she always did, it was always about hats and coats and brooches. And she wasn't about high pattern, but she was about strong colour. And there's a lot of strong colour in fashion at the moment. But um, InStyle Edit on Instagram did this great little post of all her colours and they literally did a full rainbow Um, picture of all the coats she's worn from yellow to pinks to purples to golds and you know she wore in these incredible colors and I'm sure if this quote's exactly right but basically she wore clothes that stood out because otherwise you don't remember who she is and she wanted everyone to remember who she was and where she was. I think we can take a lot of that with the uh, bright colors coming through this season as well it's all about making a statement isn't it Um, I'll just say that I have memories my grandmother Uh, my British sort of born grandmother looked like the Queen, dressed like the Queen, very much epitomised that stiff upper lip, that style though. Uh, And the first magazines I ever remember sort of reading were of her royal magazines. They were big time. You know, you would buy these incredible magazines. And I was thinking, well, we didn't have the internet. And so for, for many, many, I'm sure, Australian women, you know, those pictures in the glossy mags and those royal mags were some of the first sort of pictures we saw where style was just so important. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you know, it, it is the end of an era and it will be interesting to see the where the royal family sits, whether they're going to be Australia's monarchy, whether it's the right thing, the wrong thing. And there's a lot of open discussion now about it's time to move on. I'm not making any political statement. What happens now after she's gone? I think that's why she hung on so long because she knew once she was gone, her legacy was possibly mm. in doubt. Not being political, but I think it just needs to be said. Well, Vale, Queen Elizabeth II, and gee, what an incredible worldwide event it has been and the funeral will be. Uh, briefly, Shana, Channel 9 upfronts. I heard a little rumour. Uh, for people who don't know, have you done them yet? Uh, what an upfront is? Is that, that you pitching your new show or basically promoting it? It's, prom- it's saying it's happening. It's coming. I've been sitting there for a year waiting for the, yes, it's coming, it's coming. But, yeah, Country Home Rescue, we finished filming it late last year um, and, you know, due to COVID and due to programming, it hasn't been able to sort of make its way in and now the block's here. But it's a really good fit um, for what's happening at the moment with, you know, people wanting a tree change. But this is my home. This is my family. We'll be the very first Australian family renovating house together on TV, which will be incredible. And I think the main thing is that we we as a family come together as a family home. This isn't for sale. This isn't for style of trends. This is all about design and building a house. It's not a competition. Um, so I think people will get to see me as a, as a mum in, in a really different way. Oh, fascinating. I mean, shooting TV is hard enough, let alone when you've got the kids <laughs> <laughs> and very feisty present personalities. <laughs> oh, wow. You're used to being in the spotlight. I hope they are prepared for it. When can we see it? Do we have a date yet or can you tell us soon on Homestyle? It is imminent. I think we'll know in the next couple of weeks. So as soon as we know, we we will let you know. Now, of course, Harris Scarf, our, our new sponsors, wonderful to have them as part of the Homestyle podcast. Now, Shana, when I saw that Harris Scarfs was jumping on board, I have mentioned on this show many times that I do like a shop in the Shana Blaze range at Harris Scarf. My absolutely irreplaceable tote bag, which is one of yours, is a constant companion. Uh, and also, it's just one of those brands. Look, I don't know about you, but the first thing I think of as Harris Scarf was going to get my first bra fitting as about a 14 year old we lived out in the country mum took me to the big smoke in Adelaide home of Harris Scarf and from then on it always felt like this special place to go oh my god Jane I won't be able to think of it any different now your first bra (laughs) your first bra that is hilarious I remember when I had to get my first bra they didn't have a size small enough for me I was humiliated and everyone had bras except me and then you know who knows what happens after that but I just I I I wanted to go for a bra fitting and I cried all the way home because it wasn't anything small enough for me Oh, Shana, I was almost the exact opposite with a rather large bosom at a young age. So that was my my first memory of Harris Scarf and what a wonderful memory it was. And so then it would always be like, Mum, because, of course, once you went to the lingerie department, I started to spy all the other incredible, you know, sort of places and thinking, wow, I could, you know, when you're young and you think, oh, I could actually have my own style and taste one day. What would I do if I had my own bed to dress? It's, it's good memories. 
I think the thing is, you know, Harris Scarf is, you know, clothes and lingerie and homewares, but they're also diversifying having specific homeware stores, which is what I've been working with and, and help opening. And it, it's really exciting to see them diversify when retail has, you know, hasn't been at its best, you know, um, online, yes, but not so much on flagship stores. But Harris Scarf have been able to sort of um, go to the next level and these new concept stores are very exciting. Oh, I go to the Ballarat store. Hold me back. So for Harris Scarf today, we are talking spring trends and ways to freshen up your home for spring, Shana. Now, I actually found this really interesting article in Harper's Bazaar with the title, Interior Design Trends in 2022, Bold Colour and Wallpaper is Back, Baby. This one uh, written by Hayley Pepin. What do you think? Bold Colour and Wallpaper is Back, Baby. Do you agree, Shana? Well, I have to laugh because the amount of people that couldn't handle Sarah Jane's um, tartan wallpaper on the block, that was so, – can can you believe there was a thousand comments, a thousand comments on my Facebook in three days because people do like it, don't like it. It's one of those things of like it's – this series, they've been able to personalise so much. So if you don't like it, that's okay. You're not buying the house. But it is a trend. It is a look. It is a feel. You think of incredible designers called Kit Kemp and you've got Martin Bullard in America and they are people that have worked in high high pattern, high volume, high intensity colour that – it doesn't date for them because that's their style. So what Sarah Jane has done is a style. It's not a trend, um, but definitely bold colours. If you look at what's happening in the fashion and it was like Anne who styles me for the block, the amount of block colours that we had, no pun intended, of like one outfit, like it's all pink, it's all green, it's all blue. And that's what you're seeing on the runways at the moment. And fashion and interiors do overlap. Wallpaper, absolutely. We have murals, we have large-scale prints, we have peelable. I think because we've got so much flexibility with the application and technology that you can love it and have it but take it down and it's not like, you know, you put the wallpaper in the 70s with the vinyl over the top that's going to take you 200 years to scrape it off so you just don't want to do it ever again. The application is completely different and the flexibility is there. So why not go bold? Because in 12 months' time, it won't kill you to change it. Absolutely. We are going to talk more about that Scottish Highland fling of a room on the block as well. Uh, Also, here's a quote from the article from Harper's Bazaar. To be well rested, well fed and re-energised are all dependent on how well a home functions. So do you think one of the big trends, apart from a visual trend, Shana, is to actually streamline and get our homes functioning better. You know, we're all now back at work more, trying to juggle more social events after the last couple of years. Do you think that sense of of really maybe doing a spring clean and getting rid of some of the clutter and the crap is actually a good design principle? Look, it always has been one of those things. That's why a spring clean is always so good because, you know, you hunker down into your cave mentality. And really, we've had a cave mentality for two years and online shopping was the only way you could get any excitement. So as much as Marie Kondo started in the um, the first part of COVID, I said people would have Marie Kondo regret and they did. And so everybody started buying more. So I feel like there's another spring clean about to happen for a lot of people. But it is that, that visual clarity clutter becomes mental clutter. And if you're not feeling balanced, 
have a look at your surroundings. Your surroundings is one of the biggest um, measures of your influence. If you're not feeling at your best, what colours can you introduce? What um, matter of order? Like I'm sitting there talking to you at the moment, I picked a bunch of freesias and the fragrance of, of summer, spring is wafting through and it just heightens your senses. So, you know, when people say that the interiors don't matter, um, it doesn't mentally, it has a big influence, whether it's a good or a bad experience. Now, I wanted to ask you about fragrances, Shana. Of course, you're listening to the Homestyle podcast. Thanks to Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices and Beaumont Tiles. Because when I jumped onto the Harris Scarf's website, which I've become quite familiar with uh, during lockdown, Shana, um, you have some, and oh, they're on special too. So you've got some amazing things like the Shana Blaze Flinders Orange Blossom Candle. But then I couldn't decide if I get that or some of those sticks. You've got a few in the range with, with the scent sticks. What do you prefer if you haven't got a beautiful fresh freesia to go and pick from the garden? What's your favourite way to give a room a lift with a scent? Is it the candles? Is it the sticks? What works best? The thing is that the um, the candle has that romance about it. So visually, it looks good when it's not lit. You walk past it, you get the, the fragrance, and then you get to light it as well. So it's got these three parts to the puzzle on that. With the, um, the sticks, they're great because what you do is that the fragrance goes up to the top of the reed, and you I, I don't think a lot of people remember to – you have to touch the reeds because that releases a lot more of the fragrances. Just it sitting there doesn't. Like it, it senses up to the top, but then gives it a bit of a shake every now and again but then if you want that instant you've got somebody coming over and the area is not smelling that flash take the reeds out and turn them upside down because they've been sitting in the fragrance for long so that's going to be a very heightened fragrance and gives you this instant lift that you can waft around so instead of doing sprays you can do that for an instant um, lift I tend to use the reeds for areas that I don't sit in, the ones that I walk past, the ones that will just give me that that fragrance. I tend to keep the candles for the areas of, you know, beautiful benches or beautiful coffee tables that you get to sort of experience. But the reeds are fantastic for bathrooms because they're a constant. And if people can remember to just, you know, zhuzh up the, the reeds in the fact of like touch them, let them sprinkle. And then when you want an instant um, big bang of fragrance, you turn them upside down because they've been sitting in the, um, the fragrance. And they are more than half price off at the moment at Harris Scarf. So jump on and check those out. And finally, Shana, I do need a new dinner set. Um, I've just been going with white for a couple of years, moving house, new place, all mismatched, all white. I don't mind it, but is it a good idea to maybe have a think about a new dinner set? And do I need that all to match or can I get elements of your range? There's there's really good parts to like, you know, doing a dinner party. So, you know, we don't have a lot of formal dinner parties anymore. We're very casual. Mismatched is good, but as long as they're not broken, that's the biggest thing. A lot of mismatch can, you know, be the, the one that's been sitting in the cupboard forever, but it's a bit broken and it's not quite good. But then unhygienic, you've got to move it on. Um, but the thing is with your dinner party, like what we are talking about, how you put a scent in the room, how it makes you feel, how you actually, you know, have clutter, how it makes you feel cluttered. When you're setting a table, think of the experience you want. If you want to actually have that sort of sense of formality, have everything matching, but don't have your matching um, dinnerware 
just for Christmas. That's the biggest thing. We tend to sort of put it in the bottom drawer and only bring it out for the good, you know, like the good teacups or something like that. Make sure it's something that you use all year round and you can still use it mismatched, but it's good to have two sets that you can have one look or mix and match um, to give you lots of different feeling. And I, I think the cutlery and the serviettes make a big difference too. Oh, you can shop the full range at Harris Scarf. Um, I'm I'm glad to tell you, Shana, that as soon as something chips or cracks in the bin, straight back to the op shop for another place. I have got a couple of pieces that I chip that I'm hanging on to, but they're more sentimental that you put a little biscuit on or something like that. You don't have to worry about having dinner on it. <laughs> Uh, and before we move on from the wonderful Harris Scarf catalogue, of course, you can jump online and shop online or in-store. Shana, you mentioned last podcast that bringing in blossoms and branches from the garden is a great way to infuse some spring style. Only problem is I did that. The vase wasn't heavy enough and we had a bit of an incident. So there is a very great range of vases at Harris Scarf. So get a big, chunky, heavy vase, people. Uh- <laughs> well, if, if you don't want a big chunky heavy one just put some stones and pebbles at the base so that weights it at the bottom should have thought of that <laughs> and of course you are listening to Homestyle for Beaumont Tiles you can drop into one of Beaumont's 115 stores around the country so look there is one pretty close to you you can let their specialists help you select the perfect tile for your next renovation and of course Homestyle welcomes Harris Scarf this week. Harris Scarf, where you can shop in store or online today. Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices. Shana, it is time to welcome Rachel Gilding to the podcast once again. She's the product and communications specialist at Beaumont Tiles. Rachel, welcome back to Homestyle. It's good to be back. How have you been? <laughs> We've been crazy busy. Everything's happening and I'm sure it is for you too. It's an exciting time, but a busy time. Now, of course, Rachel, spring is in the air and we are seeing some pretty amazing, uh, you know, projects on shows like The Block and I don't know, everywhere I turn on my Instagram account, people are starting renovations or doing little, you know, projects that maybe they've been putting off through winter. So as we start talking spring, Rachel, do you have any sort of, you know, basic trend ideas you can give us about what's looking hot this spring? Like anything you're picking up on? Well, I guess now we are able to come back outside and we're warming up. We're defrosting finally. Um, We're seeing in terms of trends and open spaces, a bit of a blend of traditional meets coastal and Mediterranean, just in general as a, you know, people want to come outside, have a bit of an indoor outdoor flow and I guess feel quite relaxed when they're at home, like they're almost away on a holiday. Well, we haven't been able to do that for a very long time. And, and, you know, the prices of an international ticket, I think we still want to be at home as much as we can. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Plus the convenience. I mean, it's much easier to sort of roll out into a nice looking backyard than travel on a plane and potentially get your jet lag. But no, we we are still seeing that influence of um, obviously all of us being quite confined to our home spaces and just putting a bit of love into our outdoor areas. Rachel, do you think that people who perhaps even have a little rental or, you know, a smaller space and they're like, well, I can't do the huge outdoor kitchen, the full bit, like you can still really improve a a small space or a modest space, can't you? And make it, even if it's just a little table and chairs where you can have your morning coffee. Definitely. And I guess renting is a little bit harder. You know, you're sort of limited in terms of what you can and can't install, but there are some great products like um, 20 mil porcelain pavers that you can put on pedestals. 
bottles and easily place them down and remove them when you're leaving. Um, oh, introducing that's really good. What, so what porcelain pavers, what, what's the pedestal that you put them on? Um, a pedestal is, um, I guess it's a bit of a contraption and it's essentially that. It's a pedestal that these pavers um, sit on. So it holds the weight of the paver, allows for drainage and if you've got wiring or anything else um, and allows you to, I guess, change the floor um, of your rented space. So if you're on a balcony or a, you've got a bit of a dated, um, you know, outside courtyard, it's a really great opportunity for renters, um, particularly if they're in a rental that they're really comfortable in. Um, but also introducing, you know, some potted plants or some hanging plants. You mentioned the table and chairs to hang out on. Um, a small water feature as well. It, it could be, you know, a, a tiny one that maybe sits on that table as well. Just a bit of bit of bring a bit of that zen together. I, I think that's the biggest thing um, with renting and also small spaces is that people think they're so restricted because in the end you think you have to have every every trade in there. But um, being able to sort of like retrofit a few things that can be taken away, you know, yeah. we we saw the big introduction of peelable wallpaper, which was revolutionary to people um, in in really, you know, rentals to make them feel like they can make it themselves. But now having this type of application of the tiles that you can do that makes such a difference to making people feel like they can make it their own. And I think when you feel like you take ownership, whether you own the space or rent it, you love it more and you you feel so much more connected to the space. Yeah, well, there are studies that show that, you know, your home influences so much of who you are as a person and, and how you feel. So even if you are renting, it's so important to bring a bit of yourself into that space. And if you've got a home you own, obviously there's there's things to look at there on bringing indoors out. I think one of the biggest thing of the indoor-outdoor is the technology. So technology, I don't think people really realise how much that changes our application and what we do because, you know, there was a long time where you couldn't have the same tile outside as you could inside because of the slip rating and because of the thickness and the, the durability of what you need exterior mm. to in, interior. Do you find now that with technology, technology, Rachel, that you can take the same tile colour and look and feel from inside to outside, it might have a different application. Do you think that's really changed people thinking, oh, I actually might put tiles inside my house rather because I'm a big floorboard girl, um, but actually connecting the tiles from inside and outside so it just gets this larger look and feel? Yeah, well, there's definitely that um, aspect of flow that we now have with the new innovative technologies that are out. So one of them is called Microtech, and um, I'm going to get a bit tile nerdy on you now, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Microtech is amazing. I'm obsessed with it. So essentially, it's a really smooth to touch matte surface, but it features a really innovative technology that activates when it's wet, and it gives you that slip resistance and that safety you need in an outdoor space. But when it's in internal and it's not wet it's still quite smooth and matte and the yeah, advantage... that's really good for klutzes like me that will spill their <laughs> cup of tea and and will you know the kettle doesn't quite go right yeah. or, you know someone drops a, a glass of red wine and goes you know for a slip they don't have to <laughs> slip no anymore slip. I think no. that's really really good for indoors and you've also got the stain resistance too with tiles so you know oh. if you are spilling that tea coffee or wine there's, there's not a big rush to try and clear it up. 
Um, but these tiles do allow, like previously you mentioned the technology shift with a tile in the past, if you wanted to have an indoor outdoor space, you'd have to have one type of finish inside, another outside, and the, the tones would change because they're produced slightly differently. So you would get a bit of variation. Mm. Now we have one tile that can be used right from your front door up outside through to your pool area. So Wow. So can yeah. that slip rating work in bathrooms as well if people want yeah, to sort of like do an indoor outdoor shower, something like that? Definitely. Yep. Perfect for an indoor outdoor shower or even just general bathrooms. But we are seeing that coming back to the trends in terms of what we're seeing. We are seeing that indoor outdoor bathroom space. So um, these would feature really well, as long as obviously if you're doing an outdoor bathroom, um, you're looking at stainless steel options for your fixtures and fittings because they are at risk of exposure. So um and, and there are important things to look at when you're considering a tile for an indoor-outdoor application. So it's really important to consider, you know, what elements is this product going to be in? Is it going to be undercover or is it going to be out there around the pool? Um, and then if we have a, a tile out around the pool, does it have a chemical resistance to either chlorines or the pool salts? Um and your slip rating. A slip rating is another important thing to review, as well as your wear rating. Um, and they will change depending if you've got that product under a cover or if it's totally exposed. I think you've just given some people will be sitting there with the pen going, oh, I didn't think of that. Oh, I didn't think that. Oh, God, What's I've got this? the right tile. What am I going to do? Oh, help. Like, and I think Microtech. That's, the solution yeah, is Microtech. That's right, but I think that's the great thing also with, with pools and things like that. It's, you know, is it chlorine-based pool? Is it a salt-based pool? Is it a magnesium-based pool? Like there's so many different types of applications of the water that's going to splash on it for the reaction. So I think if people can just get that knowledge of their application then they get the long-term use out of these areas. Definitely. And I don't mean to overwhelm people because it is a lot to think of. And when any any type of building, there's always these things, oh, I didn't know that or I didn't know that. But that's where the experts come in. And all you need to know is where you're planning to use a product. And if you've got an expert in that field, they'll be able to help you find that right product that will give you that durability and long standing and that little oasis. That you and really that's why have. people need tile nerds. Thanks for you, I like you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be a talent. <laughs> um, Shana, can I just ask you from a design principle, like there might be listeners thinking, oh, what does it matter if I've got weird decking out the back and then I've got some other pavers to the pool and then we've got some newer granite around the pool. From a design perspective, is it all about sort of those lines and, and trying to sort of fool the eye, perhaps even in a small space into thinking it's a larger space? Like why are people so obsessed with this sort of same thing inside and out. Well, it, it you covered quite a few things there in one that for a small space, definitely, you know, to be able to have that one look and feel from indoor, outdoor, if you only have like a small lounge room going out to the, the deck or the other way around, it's really important to make sure that, you know, visually they work together, but it also defines the space. So it might be the case that the the decking or the, the tiles straight off the, the back of the house is used for one area, then you change the colour of the tile after that and that gives people a, a definition in their mind of what they see of that application. Um, 
the thing is when you do have that indoor outdoor space and everything is flowing beautifully just always you know make sure you that your windows have little markers on them because the amount of people that just think that it is is all one space and you've cleaned your window and you walk into the window it happens so much so as much as those little <laughs> ugly little sort of decals are it sort of saves your head hurting it definitely does. All the wine spilling or, you know, yes, I'm exactly. you're carrying a barbecue plate and you're <laughs> <going>. <laughs> Now, Rachel, of course, uh, Rachel is from Beaumont Tiles. She is, well, we can call her the product and communication specialist at Beaumont Tiles, or as she's called herself, a tile nerd. Uh, Just before we leave you, Rachel, a few tips on cleaning and maintenance. What do we have to be a bit careful about? I guess like anything, I mean, uh, so let's start with the chemical side of things. Most tiles used outside will have a level of chemical resistance. So we're fairly safe there, but it's being careful of what type of cleaner you're using. Um, Outdoor tiles, pavers, and the rest are actually quite easy to clean and you don't really need a lot of chemical to get them sparkling. Um, you A quick sweep, we've seen it, the pressure washer, the high pressure washer. Um, but if you do have stubborn, uh, stubborn stains or you've got, you know, um, leaf debris um, that's marked your tiles, then there are certain cleaners and specific cleaners that are designed to suit getting that stain off without impacting the tile's durability. So it's important just to be mindful if you are planning to use a cleaner, um, getting the right type. Um, right, but so yeah. there's not one size fits all. Okay, so just keep the bleach away and just really no Again, bleach do your research. <laughs> do your research. Yeah, just do your research. Um, but realistically, an outdoor tile is super easy to clean. It's just a matter of a strong bristled brush, giving it a bit of a sweep, hosing the space down, giving it a bit of a scrub with that. Um, but yeah, if there are stubborn stains, seek the right type of cleaner. So there's specific outdoor porcelain cleaners that exist um, and they'll keep that tile looking brand new. So you could almost reinvent your space just by giving it a once over. Oh, nothing like a spring cleaning (laughs) in the outside. (laughs) (laughs) And I am sure that the uh, team at Beaumont Tiles, uh, amongst the 115 stores around the country, Rachel, I'm sure if you went in with a little question about tile cleaning and what you might want to use, they will help you out. Rachel, thank you so much for joining us on Homestyle once again and I hope you enjoy a beautiful spring weekend ahead. I cannot wait to get outside. The weather is looking warm finally. Absolutely. And we're going to put the links to the Microtech to those amazing 20 mil uh, tiles that you can also put into a rental property. All the links in the show notes to this episode. Well, thank you, Shana. It has been fantastic chatting with you on Homestyle this week. Thank you so much to our new sponsors, Harris Scarf. Great brands, great prices. And of course, you can shop in store or online today. Harris Scarf. Welcome to Homestyle. And of course, thanks to Beaumont Tiles and to Rachel for Beaumont Tiles for joining us. Drop into one of Beaumont's 115 stores and let their specialists help you select the perfect tile for your next reno. If you'd like to ask Shana a question, for the show next time just email us podcast at sen.com.au you can follow Shana on Instagram Facebook on all the socials thank you Shana it's been a pleasure feeling like we've got that little spring in our step happening this week I think it's great I think the, the thing is that we um, are now feeling the air change and i um, going to feel a lot happier Thanks for listening to the Homestyle Podcast with Shana Blaze. Thanks to Beaumont Tiles, with tiles for every style and budget. And Harris Scarf, great brands, great prices.